Hello and welcome back to Prosperity by the Pine. I'm your host, Bryce Carter. This is the podcast where we talk about money, investing, business, and life success, all while having a cold beer. The cold beer of the week is New Belgium. Uh, it's the Voodoo Ranger Starship IPA. I think I've had Voodoo Ranger before. I do not recall having Starship IPA before. Um, I will have you know that New Belgium used to create uh, make my favorite beer, ever oh man it was the greatest uh it was just the the good old-fashioned new belgian ranger and they no longer make it and i ran into a new belgian uh rap one time at a bar super random and he's like yeah we can't get the hops that we made to make that beer anymore so i can't get my favorite beer in the entire world anymore but i can get the voodoo version of that so poured a little too much head we'll try that in a minute this episode episode number 48 is entitled bulls bears and coronavirus oh my so the premise of this ultimately is that there is always going to be headlines, news, um, different things going on in the world that are going to tell you, you shouldn't invest. It's not the right time to invest or you should sell out of your investments because um, because the world is ending or, or this reason or that reason or the other. And what I'm here to tell you is that the market is inherently more predictable over the long term than it is the short term. And so the short term noise you should ignore. So you know, example of that is like if you were to ask me, What's the market going to do this year? Um, now, in any given one year, the market could be up as much as, you know, 30 some odd percent. And it could be down as much as 50 some odd percent, right? So that's a pretty wide range. So if I said 10%, which is an average, and it does 30, I'm off by 20%, right? Um, now, that would be a good miss, right? Because it'd be further up. But if you ask me, what will the market do over the next 30 years? I almost, I can't guarantee especially since my compliance department listens to these things. But I, I, I would bet you that I could be closer and accurate uh, and more accurate over what the market's going to do over the next 10, 20, 30 years uh, as a percentage than what I will over the next year, right? So the example of that would be if I believe that markets are going to average for the next 20 years 6.5% and they end up over only averaging 5.5%, I'm off by 1%. That's that's pretty darn close, but a one year because the range can be so high, you know, up to 30, down down to 30 or 40 or 50, that's a big range. So it's very, very difficult to predict what it's going to do in the short term. All right. So it's kind of like a bizarro world, right? And by a bizarro world, I mean, if you ask me what I'm going to do tomorrow morning, I'm probably going to be able to tell you pretty accurately, as opposed to if you ask me what I'm going to be doing 30 years from now in the morning, I have no idea, right? Um, so so it's bizarre because we can know or have a better idea what's going to happen over long periods of time than we do short periods of time. And that's the contradiction in the market. Now, what I wanted to do, uh, I found a, a list online of a couple of different market headlines that happened Um from you know 2015 uh, to now, and and you know the reason I wanted to bring this up is because the coronavirus uh, recently, as we've all seen, there's a, a virus that is you know um, two to five percent deadly amongst people that contract it, and it's in China and it's spreading to other countries, and the market wants to only talk about that, and and yeah, it could have a profound impact on on the market in shorter shorter swings. I mean, China has to basically slow down their economy in order to spread the transition of the uh, transmission slow down this transmission of this disease, right? So that's a legitimate fear, but how much of an impact does it have really over the long term? So let's look at some things, some examples. 
So I want to look at a headline uh, from uh, June 29th of 2015. U.S. stocks suffered the worst plunge in, so far in 2015 on Monday. Investors don't like uncertainty, and Greece is the poster child for up in the air. Now, quick beer break. That is fantastic. This is a lovely beer. I would... Uh, Wow, that is really good. That's almost as good as the original uh, New Belgian. It's an IPA from New Belgium, which uh, is out of Boulder, Colorado, I believe. Uh, it's an IPA, Starship IPA. Yeah, Fort Collins, Colorado. That is delicious. I'd highly recommend it. Okay, so if you don't remember, back in 2015, the country of Greece, which has a um, GDP equivalent to, like, the state of New Hampshire, maybe even smaller than that, um, it was was basically on the verge of bankruptcy and defaulting on their debt, and the European Union was debating on whether to uh, bail them out. So it was, you know, it was, it was terrifying. Does anybody remember that? You might remember it. If you don't remember, it's because it ended up not being a big deal after all, except for the people in Greece. Um, <clears throat> 2015 again, fears of a China slowdown uh, ripped through global markets and sent U.S. stocks to their lowest level of the year on Thursday. Nobody even remembers that today. Um, let's let's move on. Let's flash forward a little bit. Let's see what's going on in 2016. Uh, the S&P had its worst opening day since 2006, and the Dow had its eighth worst uh, first day of trading ever. Now, that is from uh, January 4th of 2016. Just out of curiosity, I'm going to pull this up real quick. I The chart should be here. The S&P 500 did 12% in uh, 2016. But the, because the first trading day of the year, it's not a good time to invest, right? Let's look a little further on 2016. There's many instances here where you see that was rude. There's many instances uh, you hear, uh, you see here in 2016 where there was, you know, no reason to invest. Um, so in, in September, the Dow fell 400 points, the biggest drop since uh, June. Um, in uh, February, only six NASDAQ stocks escaped the technological bloodbath. Wow, that is a, that's a strong use of words. Uh, flashing forward, let's go look at 2017. Now, 2017 was a great year again. Um, market was up. Let's see how much it was up in 26. 21% in 17. Market was up 21% in 2017. And in 2017, uh, we have in May, earnings have provided a good fundamental base for the market. But I'm beginning to wonder if this news is the straw that breaks the camel's back. In August, stocks sold off Thursday as false rumors swirled that Gary Cohn, President Donald Trump's top economic advisor, was resigning. The, the president's had more advisors than, than I have beers on this episode, and <laughs> that has not profoundly impacted markets. So, you know, it's not a huge deal. The market in 2018, uh, that was actually a down year. It was down 500 points. Some of the largest drops ever, single point drops, in 20, occurred in 2018. And the market ended up only down about 5%. And then in 2019, oh my goodness, the headlines that we had last year that were negative in nature, but it turned out to be a banner year. And we talked about that in a previous episode. Quick bear break here. Let's start with the January headline. 
U.S. stocks dropped sharply on Thursday after Apple warned it may badly miss forecasts. Next headline, stocks fell sharply to close the week on concerns over the health of the global economy. Uh, May, stocks fell on trade fears. Stocks fell sharply on China uh, tariffs. Stocks fall uh, have their largest one-day losses of 2019 after China weaponizing its currency. Uh, stocks closed sharply lower in the week following news of deteriorating trade relations. The market ended up being up 31% in 2019. So you got all these headlines of, of you know, doom and gloom and all the reasons not to, uh, to invest. I'm going to go one step further and highlight some of the biggest ones over the last decade. So in March of 2009, that is basically the bottom of the market from, from the Great Recession of 2008. You had Chrysler... General Motors, both filed for bankruptcy, and 663 jobs were lost in that month. That was the absolute best time to invest probably in modern history, but certainly over the decade. Meanwhile, there was a record outflow of investors from mutual funds, which are the primary tool in which most investors invest in markets. So in March of 2009, Chrysler, uh, General Motors files bankruptcy. This is after the Lehman bankruptcy and TARP funds and bailouts and everything going on. We then had the BP oil spill. We had the flash crash of 2010. One, does anybody remember the BP oil spill? You, you might, if you're an environmentalist or that, that is something you care deeply about, you might remember that. But I guarantee you don't remember the flash crash. The flash crash was when the market dropped essentially 900 points in a matter of seconds and then bounded back. It was caused by technological trading errors. But nobody remembers it. Shortly after that in 2011, the most powerful earthquake on record ever hit. Seems like a bad time to invest. No, it was fine. Um... The, US, the S&P downgrades the U.S. debt. That happened in 2011. 2012, stocks, uh, at the end of 2011, there was a 20% market correction. Do you believe that? Um, the Dow only had five positive days in a month for the first time since 1968. That happened in early 2012. 2012 ended up being a banner year for stocks. They were up 16%. Um, you then move forward on into 2013, the U.S. government shutdown. Um, we had the Greece talks, which I talked about. Ebola happened 2014. Remember when Ebola was the world's biggest scare and not, uh, not the coronavirus? I might have missed something by not drinking a corona on this episode, but I felt like it might be insensitive because I care about many people's feelings. Uh, the Dow, Dow dropped for a thousand times for the first time ever in 2015. Um, the U.S. election futures fell 5% overnight when Donald Trump got elected. And then the run after that was unprecedented. Uh, we had the Charlottesville um, tragedy in, in 2017. The Dow, the biggest point decline ever happened at the beginning of 2018, 1,200 points the Dow fell. Um, we then go on to the S&P crashed in the fourth quarter of 2018. That made 2019 a phenomenal year. Um, we had the trade war. We had yield curve inverts. We had the Iranian bombing. Remember remember, just a couple of months ago, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about people. World War III was trending on Twitter because of conflict with Iran. From March of 2009 until to, uh, the December of 19, the market's up about 495%. Let's just round it up and say it's up 500%. And the start of this was the worst job claims ever and Chrysler and GM filing banks, bankruptcy. And you have this chart, basically, you know, if you put the market on a chart and and that 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 excludes this even diversifying your assets, just the S&P 500 and you're going to have triple yet triple digits returns and, and laying out all these different things that I just laid out. 
And so my point to you with this is block out the noise and understand that the market's always going to give you a headline reason not to invest. That's what the stuff that you can't control. You can't control whether coronavirus happens or not, let alone predict it. Somebody raised their hand. If, shoot me a message if you did this and, and I'll, I'll buy you a beer or something. If you predicted that the coronavirus was going to come out before it announced that 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 was going to happen in China this year and that it was going to be, you know, an issue for stocks, you know, let alone Ebola or all these other things that I've laid out. You can't predict those things, so you can't worry about them. They're, the risk of that is priced into the markets to a certain degree, and so what you need to worry about is the things you can control. You can control how diversified you are, how much risk you're taking, and how much you're saving and spending. That's it. That's all. Everything else is out of your control. You can control costs to a certain degree, right? But that, that stuff is out of control. So don't worry about it. Just save and invest. Stick to a plan. Write out your investment philosophy and write out an investment policy statement. That's the single best way I know for you to stay on track and stay invested over the long term and not worry about all this market noise because at the end of the day, it does not matter. And the market's bizarre world after all, right? So why are you going to worry about things that you can't predict in the short term? Worry about the things that you need to do today to plan for the long term, which is spend less, save more. More, tax diversify, diversify your investments, keep costs low and focus on that. Focus on the things you can control. That's this episode of Prosperity by the Pine. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube, Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen, that's where we are. Thanks again to all my new listeners and cheers. The topics that I discuss in this podcast are meant to be general information and educational only. I'm not giving you specific advice because I don't know you personally. In order to give you specific advice, you should work with an advisor or someone that can learn your specific situation and give you advice that applies to you. If I talk about a specific security, please keep in mind I'm not recommending that security. And don't forget, investing involves risk. When you invest, there's always the possibility of losing capital, which is why you should consult with a qualified, licensed financial advisor prior to investing.